Hello and welcome to MedBits. I'm Matthew Sajan. And I'm Javeen Patel. We are two undergraduate students with a passion for medicine. This podcast will focus on increasing our understanding of medicine together in a concise format. We'll be exploring a variety of topics, such as the latest news in medicine, medical conditions, interesting research papers, and the culture of the healthcare world. Check in with us every week to stay up to date and learn a little more in just a few minutes. Now let's jump right into this episode of MedBits. This week, we will continue our series in exploring rare and interesting conditions. This week, rather than taking a look at physical conditions, which we've been doing over the last few weeks, we will be taking a look at a psychiatric phenomenon that is known as Jerusalem Syndrome. The reason that I refer to this as a phenomenon is because it is not officially listed as a condition in many textbooks, but there is certainly a lot of interest behind it, and there have also been publications by many professionals on it. So to learn more about this syndrome, we will be examining an article that was published in the British Journal of Psychiatry in 2018. As a brief overview, Jerusalem syndrome is essentially when a tourist visits Jerusalem and experiences abnormal mental thoughts or beliefs. For example, one common experience is that some tourists believe that they themselves are a prophet. Oftentimes, these firm beliefs spiral a person into a state of psychosis. So now, let's take a look at Jerusalem Syndrome and what the researchers of the publication found. To start, let's look at how the data was collected. The researchers were able to collect the data based on clinical experiences of patients and data on the phenomena as a whole. This data did not only relate to the syndrome itself, but also cultural data that could play an influence on Jerusalem Syndrome. From the data, the researchers concluded that there were three distinct types of Jerusalem Syndrome, with each having its own subtypes. So let's go ahead and explore each one of those. The first type is what the researchers refer to as, quote, Jerusalem Syndrome superimposed on previous psychotic illness. Essentially, what this means is that a tourist may have already been diagnosed with some form of psychosis before visiting Jerusalem, and the syndrome developed as a result of this. Some of the subtypes of this include identification with biblical characters or identification with an idea. Identification with biblical characters is exactly what it sounds like, meaning that these people identify with or believe that they are characters from the Old or New Testament. Another subtype is identification with an idea, which is normally a religious or political one. One example that the paper highlights is that of a Protestant that who made a plan to destroy Islamic holy sites and replace them with Jewish holy sites. The patient actually succeeded in carrying out this plan, and a psychiatric exam by the court showed that he truly believed what he was doing was right, and therefore he wasn't prosecuted but just transferred to a psychiatric facility. These are just a couple of the subtypes for this main type, and the rest can be found in the paper which is linked in the description. The second type that the researchers identified is, quote, Jerusalem syndrome superimposed on and complicated by idiosyncratic ideations. This simply refers to people who may have had mental disorders like personality disorders, but not a definitive mental illness like psychosis. According to the researchers, this type likely makes up a significant amount of people that have had Jerusalem Syndrome. 
They split this category into two subtypes, with the first being individuals that belong to a group. The example that they provide is that of a small group of about 20 people who reside in Jerusalem with the hope of resurrecting Jesus Christ. People from this group fall under Jerusalem syndrome, but they have not been diagnosed with the specific condition, which allows them to fall under this group. The other subtype is lone individuals, in which an individual develops an idea or obsession with an idea. In cases like this, the individual will not have actually had a mental illness, but they will simply be obsessed with and may act upon unusual beliefs that they develop. The final and third form of Jerusalem syndrome that the researchers described was the quote, discrete form, unconfounded by previous psychopathology. Let's discuss the three categories that are necessary to fall under this specific type. The first criteria is that an individual do not have a previous history of psychiatric illness or significant problems in their life, such as substance abuse. The second criteria is that they're just normal tourists visiting Jerusalem with no specific goal or mission in mind. And the third criteria is that the individual will have a psychotic reaction while in Jerusalem. The researchers split this reaction up into seven clinical stages, which they highlight in their article. So now that we have discussed the types of Jerusalem syndrome that the researchers identified, we can talk about treatment options for it. Individuals with the syndrome do not have any hallucinations, but they are determined to fulfill their missions or goals. In most cases, individuals have been observed to recover within five to seven days on their own, and they continue life as if nothing happened. In some cases, they do receive medical assistance or may be admitted to a psychiatric facility for more severe cases. This is certainly an interesting condition that many people are not familiar with, and it is interesting to see how this phenomena has affected dozens of people throughout the years. If you are interested in learning more about Jerusalem Syndrome, feel free to check out the article in the description which has more information on it. Well, that's all that I had for this episode of MedBits. Thank you all for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.